Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave. I am one of the pastors at Compass Point, as always. And with me back today is lead pastor Paul Eastwood. Hey. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, we continued on in our Advent series called Wonder right. yesterday, um, yeah. and we were talking about surprise. Yeah. Uh, it was a really fun service. We had a big a big it musical was. opener. Um a little little cameo from Reverb. Reverb is our border collie. Um, that's right. He did a good job, except he didn't want to roll over, but that's okay. No, you did um, awesome. In fact, I was thinking that we had, we did like all of the things that you're not supposed to do. Yeah. In, uh, you know, we had live animals. Yep. We had children. Children. And yep. we had a trumpet. And a trumpet. All yeah. involved in one service. I, I don't think that's ever happened before. A trumpet is something you're point. not supposed to do? Well, so, I'm just saying it's another yeah. weird thing that happened on Sunday. Fair enough. But it was awesome. <laughs> it was good. It was a it great. It was really, really good. But all of this had purpose, right? We weren't yeah. just doing surprise for fun. Um, yeah. We were kind of leaning into uh, remembering that that part of Jesus' coming to earth was yeah. this element of surprise. It's part of the wonder of it. So why don't you give yeah. us a little recap? Yeah. And, and I think there's there's this... There's this um, you know, for some of us, when when you see some of the things that we did in the service that that surprised us, there was there's this like joy that comes over us, a mm. smile that comes to our faces. You know, our eyes get big. You know, there's there's that whole kind of trope in 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 um, you know theater and stuff. You know, eyes as big as saucers. You know, mm. when you're surprised by something, often your eyes get big because you want to take it all in. Yeah. And so, what we wanted to talk about was that moment of surprise when you when you pause for that split second and you just take everything in all of your cognitive kind of like work and functioning kind of focuses in on this one moment Mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure things out. You're trying to take it all in. And oftentimes what happens most when we're surprised is that our, our minds are changed in some way because Mm -hmm. we see something that's unexpected and all of a sudden we have this new framework, right? right? And it's like, Oh, wait a second. Now, now what's possible has actually gotten bigger mm-hmm. and I have this new way of looking at things around me. And, and yeah, so we talked about that. And in the context of the Christmas story, we recognize that God uses these ordinary and unexpected moments really to do some of his best work. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was born into Bethlehem, backwater Bethlehem with, right. you know, um, announcement made to shepherds. A lot of stuff that we sort of wash over these days because we've heard the story maybe a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and really it, it is shocking. It, it is incredibly shocking. Um, but you're right. It is hard to kind of remember the surprise of it because we know it, we know the story we've, we've heard it over and over. Um, so, so th- this, like this thing that we do when we are surprised, right? It's in some ways, it's easy to talk about the surprise of the story of Jesus and be like, Oh, he was born in Bethlehem and he came to the least of these and the shepherds. And like, that's great. But yeah. like surprise in my life sometimes looks like, uh, a health diagnosis that I don't want. Sometimes it looks like, um, something that's happened in my family or friend group that I'm like not happy about, right? Surprise isn't easy often. No. Um, so, so what do we, what do we do with that? How do we find God yeah. in that kind of surprise? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, it's a really good point. And I, I, I was sort of thinking about this, um, and we were talking about this just earlier that, that, you know, I, I, I wonder is, is it kind of an even split in terms of people in the world that like surprises and mm. people that don't like surprises? I wonder if maybe it's a majority of us that don't actually like surprises because, you know, surprises are often ones that are negative in many yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, and surprises, there's there's anxiety that, that builds up because there's a lack of control. I think right. that's a big part of it 
is that when unexpected things happen, it, it sort of like upsets us. It kind of puts us on tilt a little bit because it's like, we're, we're a little bit off, off, um, you know, off center in terms mm-hmm. of our, our balance. And because we're like, wait, this isn't supposed to happen. You know, right. it's like, this isn't computing, this isn't working right. And yeah. all of a sudden the anxiety starts to build up inside of us. Right. And so what I was saying is that, um, we can actually embrace surprises as a gift mm. to us because what they do is if we if we see them as things that can actually change our perspective and reshape our thinking then they can always be a positive experience now i'm not trying to say that there's easy answers for difficult diagnosis or that all of these things you know there's always a bright side or mm-hmm. that's not exactly what i'm getting at but what I am saying is that some of our best sort of spiritual growth happens as a result of being surprised. Right. Because when we have God in a box, we don't grow that much. Mm. But when we when he breaks through our boxes and surprises us, now we have to ask different questions. So I'll put it in the negative on the negative side. You know, we may believe in our hearts, even though we know in our heads that, you know, we, Jesus promised that we would have trouble in this life. Yep. We have this idea that if I am following Jesus, then nothing bad should happen to me. Right. And so when it does, we're forced to reshape our thinking. Well, maybe bad things do happen sometimes. Yeah. What does that look How do I respond to that? What does that look like? So I actually talked about three really simple things that the shepherds did in this story that mm. I think is, you know, is a way for us to make the most of surprises in our life. Okay. And I basically talked about three things. Number one, stay curious. Number two, investigate. Mm. And then number three, share. So three steps every time we experience, you know, surprise right. um, in life. You know, I'm not just talking about, you know, we're scared because someone was hiding behind the door or whatever. Right. I'm just, right, right. I'm talking about the, the life surprise, right? Yeah. And, and I, think, I think those are some really helpful ways to kind of, you know, to move through the whole thing. Okay. Like, yeah. for example, let's start with, with the idea of staying curious. Yeah. When I think about the, the, the uh, wise men, or not the wise men, when I think about the, the shepherds, shepherds, the yeah. thing that always like boggles my mind is that they've had this experience where like the skies open up and it's lightning and it's like, you know, crazy choirs of angels. Why aren't they like running away? <laughs> like they right. should be like right. taken off, running for the hills, hiding in the bushes, but they hear the message. Right. How do they hear the message? They stayed in the moment. Hmm. And the question is, why did they stay in the moment? I think it's actually pretty clear. It's because the angel said, hey, wait, 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 don't yeah. be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I think for us, that's step one is, is everything is like moving under our feet and it feels like I just want to run. I want to get away. It's like, Hey, wait, wait, don't be afraid. You know, stay in the moment. What would it look like for all of us to meet every surprise with that phrase? Yeah. Don't be afraid. Ooh. Right. Like, oh man, that, and that's hard. I mean, and there's lots of, lots of little things, but, but yeah, the big surprises can be um, yeah, really, really tricky and really like fear inducing. Right. So you think, yeah, that's exactly right. I think we need to hear those words. Yeah. And I think that tells us how we respond to surprises, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, th- I think you're, you know, you talked about our, maybe half the people like surprises, half the people don't. I think maybe half the people like good surprises. There's plenty of people who don't like surprises, even if it's a good thing. Yeah. I want to throw you a surprise party. Nope. I'm not in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, 99.99 maybe 100% of people don't like bad surprises right like no yeah. one likes a car yeah. accident right and that's 
that's pretty okay. So there's this interesting tension, um, even in, in the season we're in. So we're talking about rule of life here at the church. We're, we're talking about how important it is to be in rhythms and like we're human. So like rhythms and patterns and, and habits are an important part of who we are. And yet surprises are often things that break those things. They, they move them, they shatter them, whatever. Um, and you've talked about, we often like, we need rhythms but but our rhythms lead us to a point where we kind of crystallize God is an idol and God has to break out of those. He has to has to not be because he's living and active and, and that surprise breaks our rhythms and our habits. So how do we hold that tension between, you know, the good habits of a rule of life, of, of being in good patterns and being open to surprises? Yeah, I think they go hand in hand in the sense that the more that we engage in those practices to welcome and respond to Jesus, the more we see Jesus in the everyday, in these moments. And so the surprises come because we're watching for them and we're Mm. open to them and we're leaning into the unexpected rather than running away from it. So I think that there's there's a pretty strong correlation you know, between being more surprised and and engaging in those spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I think this kind of leads into the second step that I was talking about in terms of investigating. I think that, you know, that this is where, you know, we, we engage in these practices and we hold on to them loosely because we want to hear from God. And right. in those moments when we do, then we lean in and we investigate, right? right? And so we talked about the shepherds who, like, who ran into Bethlehem, were looking, you know, high and low for the for the baby. Like I think of an example for myself. Um, I, I shared with with uh, with the church on Sunday that, you know, one of my six words was surprise, mm. and I remember very clearly um, uh, this was a moment that I felt more directed by God than any other time in my life, and I I remember. I remember where I was. I was sitting on this deck in the back of a guy's cottage up north in Muskoka. I was at camp, and I had been going through these experiences where God had given me opportunity to uh, to lead, and to um, and in those in those contexts, I really felt this this strong sort of pull towards ministry, and and I kind of got the sense that God was saying, God, "Paul, I, this is what I want you to do." Yeah. And I remember being overwhelmed by it, needing to hear the phrase, like you said, do not be afraid. Yeah. But for me, the investigation came next. So hmm. what do I do with those surprises? I could have just said, nope, you know, sounds interesting, but I'm just going to go back to my regular rhythms and my regular routines. Yeah. But instead, I started asking other people questions. Hey, I'm feeling this way. What do you think? Um, hmm. You know, having that conversation over and over again was my like searching for the baby in Bethlehem. Right. I kept asking and kept asking and I got, it was, you know, what I was hearing from God was being refined by godly people who were responding to me in the moment. Yeah. And, and through that investigative process, I began to see God more clearly in the middle of it. Yeah. And I, I think that, that that's the sort of the... What, making a surprise a gift means that we actually investigate what we're looking at, you know, right. and, and we kind of search it out. Right. So, and, and you talked, I mean, I asked the question about kind of rhythms and how that goes with surprise, and you said they go hand in hand. And I, I think you're right. Um, as I think about people who I've known who have kind of a deep faith and maturity and discernment, um, they almost never seem surprised. And, I, and it's not, I, I think actually, it's not that they're experiencing the world 
as any less shocking and unpredictable than I am. It's that they're kind of like, okay, God, what's, what's in front of me today? What are you, yeah. what are you up to? Mm-hmm. And when something crazy happens, they're like, oh, oh, of cool. Course. This is what you're up to. Right. Yeah. Which is, it's funny. Cause like, I think that in some ways it feels like, well, it's just their personality or no, no, I think it's actually something that's learned. It's yeah. something that that's practiced a lot of the time. Sure. Some people have that gift of faith, of course, but but I think it's something we can, we're all called into. We're yeah. called into that do not be afraid and into what ends up I'm leading ahead a week ends up the delight of surprise yeah. and the delight of like, this seems really bad, but maybe yeah. there's some really good in this. That's interesting. That's a, that's a really, I wonder if maybe then what we're saying in a sense is that, is that, you know, being open to surprise and allowing it to shape our thinking makes us less surprised by God's activity later, yeah. you know, in those moments. I mean, you know, surprised in the in the technical sense of the word, like mm-hmm. in terms of the way we respond to those moments, but we would far more often, you know, see God entering in ex- the ordinary in extraordinary ways, yeah. right? So he would be interacting and, and doing the in unexpected things more often, um, and anybody else would be surprised, but because of our relationship, maybe we're not so much anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, I, a friend of mine wrote a song uh, years ago, um, uh, called every moment is a miracle, right? Yeah. And just kind of this like, okay, the fact that the world keeps spinning and we keep breathing, like God is actually at work. He didn't just set it up. Mm. Um, and, and at any time he, he can break the kind of rules that we have about the way it should work. Mm. Uh, and that in some ways is no more miraculous than us sitting here and having the conversation. So like, yeah, you learn to not be, not be afraid of the surprise. You yeah. kind of learn to be like, Oh, this is God is up to something. Right. I love and, that. and you know, the wise men were looking for the star, right? They, mm-hmm. they knew the text when Herod called them, they knew that, mm-hmm. Oh, this is, this is where the, the Messiah is going to be born. Mm. Um, right. There's kind of this like, really like in Bethlehem, it's a shock. Well, actually, it's not that much of a shock, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a kind of fun, you know, and God coming to the down and out. Well, if you read the old Testament, that's a pretty common theme. So yeah. um, Yeah. There's, there's fun ways in which these surprises are less surprising. The more you kind of lean in. Yeah. And, and, and flip side, they're more surprising when we're not leaning in. So that's, that's, that's a good way of putting it too. Cause I think, you know, often like sometimes even when we think about, you know, Jesus coming into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday on Mm -hmm. the donkey, and a lot of times we're like, oh, this was so unexpected. But like, you're right. I mean, the prophecies talked about it. And yeah. so in some, in some ways it was expected. Like he was, you know. But... If, you're, if you're paying attention and reading carefully. Right. Which, you know, and it's easy for us to say in hindsight. Well, of course the prophets talked about this. Well, yeah. not, not many of the experts in the scripture at the time thought, oh, yeah, this is the Messiah. Right? Yeah, right, right. It, it took a while. And that, yeah, that's, there is an element of, of surprise at the way that God is at work in our yeah. world. Um. Have, have there been times that you have responded poorly to surprise? Do you have any good anecdotes for us about that? Or, or, or times that you wish you, like, in hindsight, you look back and you're like, oh, man, if I had just kind of, like, accepted it, I would have seen that God was at work. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's a good question. I'm trying to rack my brain. Because yeah. I, I often, um, I'm pretty curious by nature, mm. and so I often you know, we'll, we'll kind of lean into the unknown, whereas yeah. that's part of my personality. Some people sure. would, would, would kind of run away from it. And I yeah. often am like, yeah, what the heck, let's give it a try. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of lean in. Um, but yeah, there, there have been times where, um, I'm trying to think of, of times personally where, um, you know, where surprise, like where I've, 
you know, kind of experienced something and then, and then, you know, not recognized it. Yeah. I mean, there's been some moments like that with, with people in terms of interactions where, where I have these opportunities to share something with somebody. Um, they kind of surprise me by asking one of those questions that's like, Oh, that's the home run question. Like, you know, that's the one that they, that's the softball question that they ask in, you know, in, in seminary when it comes to like, you know, Oh, this is how you respond and share your faith and do this really cool thing. And Mm. I've often been like, in the moment, uh, uh, and then I just kind of like back away slowly. And then later I'm like, oh man, I wish I stood up. I wish I yep. said something else or, you know, ask me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> It doesn't usually yeah. work that way. But I did talk, I mean, that's, the, you know, how I ended this message was around sharing. Hmm. And I talked yep. about the idea that those, those experiences, the more we kind of understand what God has done and the more we understand the surprise, the more likely we are to share it with other people. Right. Yeah. Right. And on that note, I did say I would share the story of the raccoon. Oh, come on. You got to tell podcast. me. Yeah. So uh, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, I think, actually, yeah. we were um, hanging out after our worship team rehearsal on Wednesday night. And we were yeah. in the lobby, sitting on the couches in the lobby, kind of by the windows. You yeah. probably know the spot. And uh, I'm talking to someone. My back is to the auditorium doors. My back is to the connection center. And the person I'm talking to says, that's a raccoon. And I ignore it because I'm like, oh, there's a raccoon outside. But then I think... He's not looking at the window. I'm looking at the What is he talking about? I turn around and out from behind the connection center comes a fuzzy little bandit um, who I then proceed to chase into a corner. And uh, we, a couple of us shoot him outside. So he's no longer living in the church, we think, right. uh, though we don't really know how he got in in the first place. But it was this moment of hilarity and surprise because, yeah, goodness. Now, I don't know where God was at work at that one, but... Um, it was fun. And it was, yeah. it was one of those things that like, what did I do? Well, I called my wife on the way home and to tell her about it. I told yeah. you the next, I sent, I sent a picture of it to all of our staff. Cause I just yeah. thought like, everyone needs to hear about yeah. this raccoon. Like what? Yeah. The, the, and that's what we do with surprise, right? We sure, especially if they're inconsequential, but even, even if they're bad, right? We do tell people. Yeah. We, um, which is an interesting way to kind of build community, right? Like we, yeah. the, the do not be afraid also, um, there's something about it, uh, about being able to express it with others that I think is really important. Mm-hmm. I actually think the fact that there were shepherds, mm-hmm. right. Cause they could look at each other and be like, you saw that too. Okay. I'm not crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I know at times I can't trust my own judgment. I'm like, did I really, what is happening? But then if, you know, if my wife is in the car and we both see the thing, I'm like, what do we, okay, that we saw that for sure. We have to share it. That's, that's fascinating. I, what do you think if, if like there was only one shepherd and he, he got this and annou- this birth oh, announcement, man. would he just be like, uh, I'm going back to bed <laughs> or would he, you know, well, I mean, we get a bit of that in the story of Mary and Joseph even, right? Yeah. Like the, the angel appeared to Mary and Mary's like, okay. And like, we, we don't, we don't have all the details, but you get the impression like Joseph was planning on leaving her because she either didn't tell him that an angel visited her or she told him and he was like, mm-hmm, yeah, an angel visited you. Okay, I got to figure this one out, right? Like, I think there is something about that personal surprise, which yeah. makes it all the harder. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is something about that, like, the communal, like, sharing it with others. I mean, when she goes and visits Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, there's something really significant there. So. Well, yeah, and with Elizabeth, too, she had a similar experience, and I think sometimes yeah. that happens. Like, we come to people and we say, hey, this happened to me, and it's crazy, and someone else is like, actually, this happened to me, too. Yeah, I've I remember. Been there. Yeah, I've been yeah. there. And and that, that reinforces, I think, for sure. 
Yeah. And I think that's one of the, one of the beauties of a church, um, a yeah. church body. And we're talking about intergenerational, we're talking about yeah. adoptive ministry, right? Like I have been around this globe less times than some of the people at our church and I need their stories and yeah. I need their assurance that, oh, this surprise, this job loss, this medical diagnosis, this thing, like it's happened before. Uh, and I think we see that even, even in our, um, our leaders. I mean, yeah. I, we've been we've been talking about money lately at the yeah. church, and kind of this assurance. Actually, if you look back in our history, we've had moments where money has been tight, yeah, and where it seemed really bad, and God has shown up. Yeah, and I and I appreciated exactly with that um, the story because that is a surprise sometimes when we find ourselves where we are financially and the and yeah the I remember someone in our in one of our board meetings having the conversation and sharing when it used to be different and what God did. And that's so encouraging, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we are, uh, we are out of time for this one. What a surprise. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> any closing <laughs> thoughts for us, Paul? Yeah. I just, you know, I just want to say again that God uses these, he often uses the ordinary unexpected moments for his best work. And I, I think that, you know, as much as surprises make us uncomfortable and kind of push us to places where, you know, maybe the anxiety rises a little bit, Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage us, you know, not because of our personality, but because God is so much bigger than we can ever imagine. My my challenge is that we lean into surprises a little bit, and um, we we kind of stay in those places, the unexpected places, um, long enough to see, you know, whether God's at work and what He's up to, and um, and so yeah, I would just encourage. Uh, all of us to, you know, that's that's been kind of what I learned from this is just to kind of lean into the unexpected and to see surprise as a gift um, as much yeah. as we can and yeah. and recognize that it's an opportunity for us to um, to transform our thinking and uh, because of it. So, yeah, I love that. Thanks, Paul. Uh, well, I hope you get to uh, join us this coming Sunday when we're going to continue in this Advent series. And then again on Christmas Eve, just a quick reminder, we have a 7 p.m. Thir- service on the 23rd and a 4 p.m. and a 7 p.m. on the 24th. Uh, we hope to see you there and we'll be back next week with more Postscript.